Hello, you are listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about having fun with slot cars. Be it Skeletrix or Carrera, NSR or Slot It, we love them all. Joining me all the way from his top secret slot car research and development centre, otherwise known as his garden shed, it's... Pedro. This week, we emerge from the shadow of Mr Slot Car's DN4 and talk about Carrera BMWs, 3D printed Ken Block cars from Area 71, what might be an affordable tyre tour from Process, and we hear how Pedro's preparation for the big race at Gaiden is going. I see what you did there, Scott, with the um, Mr Shadow emerging. Mr Shadow, Mr Slot Car emerging from the shadows. Very good. Can-Am's emerging from the shadows. Credit where credit is due, Scott. That was pure unadulterated genius and we and the imaginary canadian listener hello imaginary canadian listener we're not worthy worthy no. worthy even but uh, i noted uh i think i put it in the show notes that um can-am is not in the shadows anymore not just because mr Slotcar, but mr Slotcar and mr thunderslot giovanni somebody is it i think uh, anywho i went to the pendle website sometime this week Noted that the Shadow is still in stock. The restock hasn't sold out. I'm not saying anything else about that. But also alongside it, on his, uh, is it the latest arrivals things? There was the Thunderslot McLarens, one of which I kind of think I need, the blue one. Fuji. Uh, is it because it's blue? Um, hmm, no, no, it isn't. I can't explain what it is, but I see it. And it calls to me. It's like a siren song that only I hear. So I will, I will run my ship onto the rocks of the Thunder Slots, McLaren. This is getting tortuous. It's very weird. It's very weird. Mm. Probably best we move on. But actually, yeah. you did you did mention we have a listener in Canada. Um, well, no, we have an imaginary listener in Canada. Well, it's an imaginary listener who can write comments on YouTube, so that's quite good. Oh, um, telekinesis paranormal <laughs> in fact we should say thank you to the listeners and it is plural it is plural listeners multiple than uh, one uh, who have contact con- contacted us or left comments uh, after last week's episode so thank you all it's much appreciated and um others assuming there are others feel free to join in uh although one oh, of the people because i i, I were you about to say about one of the people that you alleged was listening? <laughs> no, no, they're definitely <laughs> listening. <laughs> you can't say that. But I, I, who, who do you believe Scott is listening to this nonsense? I have no idea. I'll, You've forgotten you. even. Oh my lord! Who is famous for exotic sports cars, often bespoke to his specifications, and he lives in the Middle East? Oh, the Sultan of Brunei. The Sultan of Brunei listens to us, dear listeners. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, the, uh, the, the, oh, I think he's got too much on his plate to listen to this. You know, we probably should explain why we think that. Well, no, no, yeah, let's not no, explain no. ourselves, Scott. That no, let's not go horribly that. wrong. Moving on. And for, for the record, although I haven't yet seen it, I do believe the Mr. Slotcar Shadow is probably quite a quality thing. Yeah, uh, well. It is quite hard to tune in to the slot car media environment and not see something about the Mr. Slot Car Shadow. Um, it, it, 
it, it, it, it, it, it's a car that has caused a lot of interest, but I think it's a car that's caused a lot of interest in a particularly small niche, Nietzsche, of a small niche, Nietzsche group of hobbyists. Because they only did 1950 of them, apparently. Um, Sean, uh, apologies for the impersonation last time out, Sean. I, sincere apologies. We got a warning about not doing any more impersonations, didn't we? Um, no, 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 no. Only Lancashire ones. You're allowed to do Scottish ones, apparently. Which uh, I think, yeah. So if you want I to do it. I quite like the Lancashire accent, though. But uh, okay. regardless. But Can Am isn't in the shadows, is it? Because Mr. Slotcar's um, DN4, uh, Thunderslot have just released two more um, McLarens. I went to Sean's site and saw three in a row on his like latest arrivals and i thought oh, that's interesting can um very much a niche thing i would have said i mean it was really before my time i only like it in, you're not uh, that young no but i wasn't i wasn't paying attention i mean it may have been i was paying attention to um james hunt and f1 and barry sheen and all that tomfoolery <laughs> nudge nudge wink wink um but i wasn't paying attention probably because i don't think the british media covered it well, I mean, I think the motorsport press did because McLaren were doing very well. It was, I mean, it was a lot of British built cars for a long time doing quite well. Mm. The British drivers did quite well, etc. So, yeah, I think it was quite a, quite a money spinner for what then were the Grand Prix teams who weren't making much money. But the and the thing is, uh, if you say, well, the British motorsport press were covering it, this could well be true. But I was only ten, eleven, twelve, and so I was buying Topper and the Beano, not motorsport or auto car or autosport whatever they're called so that's my excuse uh in in hindsight in a nostalgic can it be nostalgic if i wasn't there hmm, interesting discuss uh maybe in a romantic way i look back on the the era before it went all silly and wing carish and i think wow cojones or what they were certainly big beasts on, on not very sticky tires so um, yeah that's, there was lots of good anyway 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 um we should move on. Moving on. Caught your eye. What's caught your eye this week? What do you want? Oh, ah, mm, yeah, definitely. Well, I'll briefly take us back to that Can-Am uh, trio. I do think when I go to Gaiden, I am going to be looking for that uh, blue Fuji McLaren, I think, possibly, maybe. Mm, not sure. I think I am. It calls to me, that car. I like the colour, and I don't know why there's a... Like I say, there's a romanticism for me with Canam, and I like it, and I think I might get one. But the thing that really caught my eye uh-huh. was, I think I went to um, one of Sean's pages of uh, soon-to-be-released, what is it called, pre-order pages, and I looked at what Slotted are doing, and there's actually there's a good old tranche of decent-looking things coming from them, including the Old Spice uh, Calibra. I don't know if it was a Yurst run thing or what, but um, I really like that livery. And, oh, said livery. That's, that'll, one. That's two. That'll get a YouTube comment. Oh, I said it <laughs> twice. Oh, my God. Livery, livery. What are we paying out on this week? Oh, don't say. Um, I will dig it out because I should have done this beforehand. And I'll take a picture so you can put it on the YouTube. I once did a conversion of a Ninko Calibra into that livery with, I think it was Run DMC uh, decals. Little known fact that Run DMC, not only did they produce a lot of rap songs, but they also produced a series of decals. 
That well, that is strange. But then you know, it's not you've got Pete Waterman, famous for all of those hits. Um, he's in Patrines. Um, this is true. Alice Cooper likes golf. Rod Stewart, he's into trains. I don't think we've got, you know, we could do with a celebrity music industry person who's into slot cars. Well, um, hang on. No, come on. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Blair, your, your, your lot, slot mods, didn't they do? Um, oh, Lordy. My, my they, lot. they did a track for Zach Brown. I don't think he's exactly royalty, is he? I don't think he sings terribly well. I mean, I don't think he claims to, to be fair, but I don't think he's a music industry star. Sorry, I missed that it was a music in- <laughs> the requirement was a music industry star. Anyway, good. Um, getting back to your Can-Am and Slotitz sort of thing. Which... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of nice Slotitz coming, and I am poised to um, pre-order that Calibra. Because we did dcms uh last night at oxford and they're just a deep joy i love the dtms they run really really well and obviously <laughs> shall i mention it or will you no I'll you mention it. it i'll mention it i'll mention it i got a podium i got a podium <laughs> uh, which was was there a, you know was it second or third because he obviously you didn't win because you just uh, said you won so were no, you no, no. second or third you get a podium. It's a podium. That's that's the thing. It's a podium. You don't Where get on a the podium. podium. You oh, finished. Okay. No, no. I earned it. I earned it, and okay. I earned a podium. Ah, yeah, it was third. All right. Okay. It's like one of the. It's like my pet hate with football commentators who say that somebody's going to, you know, they've netted the ball. No, no, they've scored a goal. They've <laughs> netted the ball. Uh, anyway. But if we're going to start on commentators, the thing that really gets my goat and i was listening to a podcast earlier let's, we'll get back to slot cars in a minute no i think we should just be there's more than one thing gets your goat but anyway oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay there's two um they were talking about uh was it perez being a street circuit specialist and i get so riled these are the top drivers in the world they're, they're specialists at driving cars not necessarily at driving one particular they're just good at driving full stop i don't think they hired perez because he's just good at street circuits they hired him because he's good at all sorts of circuits and he beat max for stuff and <laughs> well i i don't watch modern formula one as you know uh so i don't really know what you're talking about but um <laughs> Well, Sterling Moss lost his seat, and Max Verstappen has taken it. Well, I would, I would venture to suggest that modern Formula One car drivers are very good at driving modern Formula One cars, but they're not necessarily very good at driving in general, because you don't. I mean, I know they don't do it very much these days, sadly. But but you don't see them kind of emerging into other series and sort of going suddenly being head and shoulders above everybody else. And are we so, suddenly dragged inexorably back to Can-Am and Mr. Surtees? Did he win a championship? Oh, am I getting that wrong? Did he win a championship? Well, famously on two wheels and four. I don't know if he won Can-Am or not, but he certainly oh. won the world championship. Mm, he won the world championship on bikes. Not really. Yeah. He's, he was, But again, I think the old school guys um, were very good. I mean, it was less of an engineering exercise, isn't it? Modern, yeah. modern drivers are executing an engineering plan. One of the interesting things will be to see how um, Jensen does at Le Mans with his uh... NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR. Yeah. Well, oh, well he had... me. It, it's going to be great. Really, really, really. It is. There's so many highlights about Le Mans this year. I'm really looking mm. forward to it. I mean, um, 
I watched all six hours of the race from Spa last Saturday. Loved it. Great. Bit of rain at the start. People fly fantastic. And the supposed best drivers in the world couldn't even handle driving around on wet in slightly damp conditions without speeding off. But um, And then 24 Hour Le Mans is in four weeks' time. Uh, and so I'm already starting my preparations, which means watch watching old uh, races on DVD and on YouTube and leafing through old books and looking at pictures and probably stroking the odd model. Uh, anyway, speaking of <laughs> and stroking uh, I had different images then. You would. I but I have Derek briefly. One of, the, one of the other things which has caught my eye and I'm delighted about uh, is the Carrera have, there's a physical example popped up on Instagram, I think, of the Michael Fassbinder-driven Proton competition, oh, yeah. Matt Green 911, that he crashed a lot whilst he was learning to drive uh, and drove at Le Mans last year, I think, was the race he took part in. Um, I'm guessing he's not racing this year because I haven't seen him in any of the support races or the build-up races. I thought he was supposed to be. I, uh, well, maybe. Point, but, uh, but I thought he yeah. was supposed to be. Anyway, that car looks fat. Even before I knew Michael Fassbinder was in it, uh, I thought it looked great where, when I saw that car at the race. And uh, so I'm delighted that they're doing a model of it. I've already got a couple of Carrera 911 RSRs. Um, usual thing, quite heavy, not very grippy, not the fastest cars, but they're lovely. So I'll happily add another one. You will. I won't. Even though I loved that series, even though uh, Michael Fassbender, 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 is um, he's like a he's on my list. Should I turn? I I think he's a, he's a great bloke. I love I love him to bits actually because he's such a I think he's such a dude. He's a bit ugly, obviously, and he's a bit out of condition. But you know he's all right. Um, and they taught him to drive a car. So I've waxed lyrical about this before. I think uh, it's a brilliant program, brilliant series of programs on YouTube. Catch them. They're brilliant. Um, I've said brilliant so many times that I think that also is brilliant. But I won't be buying one of those cars because I've got increasingly disappointed with my M1. And it's... Um, uh... so I, I gave it a run on... Um, I tried to give it a run last night. It went about five foot down the track and then stopped dead and actually stopped with the rear wheels up in the air at like 25 degrees, 30 degrees. A, a stop you, you did a, a complete stop stop with a Yeah, and it, stat, it sat there with the rear wheels flailing um, because the dodgy old Ninko we've got, the guide, it was just too thick for it, and it just went thunk, four wish, or five wish, feet, and that was it. We should explain which car you're talking about. Oh, sorry, my BMW uh, Denim uh, Liverid, Liverid M1. Uh, from Carrera, which mm. I think is a beautiful thing still, and I'm going to have to think carefully about what I do with it because I don't want to. Uh, I don't really want to have to do the hassle of uh, putting an HRS, is it, um, chassis underneath, or uh, find one of those plafets or something like that, or indeed go down that cul-de-sac, that uh, dying technology that is 3D printing, um, and do it that way. <laughs> Well, before we move on to 3D printing, I, my Carrera BMW tale from this week, uh, because literally, as we were recording the last episode, uh, I had a delivery, which was a box that contained a Carrera uh, BMW CSL in green, gorgeous green, uh, which is the Gosser beer. I think I'm saying that correctly. Apologies if I'm not. Um, and although I've got one from Fly from years ago, this 
just called to me and I got a bit of a bit of a bargain on eBay actually and it turned out it wasn't listed as such but it turned out to be a digital car so it was even more of a bargain although not much used to me since I don't have digital uh, digital chips available after the end of the show but um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I bet you can run kind of digital or analog there's a little a little sequence of button pushes and trigger pulls that can make that work and um but my god it's a heavy old beast so mm. I put it on the track, did a few laps, blah, 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 did a few more laps, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, I'm really struggling to get this tail to stop waggling about. Stuck it on the handy scales, which I keep uh, just to the end of the tra- the end of the pit lane. And the fly version of the same car is 81 grams. The Carrera one is 101 grams. So it's 25% heavier. Uh, than the fly model now that's quite a lot in any race car and um so it looks beautiful i love it um other thing i noticed was that there was some the carrera don't put goodyear or whatever on the tires they put carrera which is fine so it doesn't have goodyear written on the side of the car either and it doesn't have shell so there's obviously some kind of they didn't take the license or whatever and i thought this was a consistent thing but then i dug out some of my other carrera group five cars uh and the tires have got Carrera written on them but it says Dunlop on the side of the car and one of them even says Shell so I'm not sure what the the logic is there or if indeed there is one but to be honest when they're going round you don't really see that sort of thing so I'm I'm happy to forgive it but the what struck me is what an eclectic bunch Carrera Group 5 cars are so I've got the uh, the Tommaso the 3 series the 9 Oh no have you got uh, that Tommaso I've got the Tommaso it's fantastic Oh, and, so uh, disappointed with that. I want it. I love, I don't know why. I just like saying Di Tommaso Pantera. But um, that was such a weird looking thing. I believe that is how weird it looked when it raced at Le Mans, isn't it? It is. Which was a disappointment to learn, really. <laughs> no, no, that's the great classic Group 5 thing, is it? Take a car, stick ridiculously wide boxy arches on it, hang a wing out the back, put a big chin spoiler on it, and off you go. Um, I agree with the principle, but I think the execution there was mm, nah, disappointing. Ah, well, they're consistent. Anyway, I, I'm... But so we've had a bit of a Carrera BMW. So maybe a regular feature, Carrera BMWs. <laughs> when we, buy, <laughs> we buy some other ones. Um, but you mentioned uh, one possible solution for your M1 was to go 3D printed chassis. Uh, and the other thing which caught certainly caught my eye this week was the pictures or more pictures of the Area 71 3D printed Ken Block yeah. models that they're yeah. doing? Yeah. Not mm. your, not your, not your. <laughs> no. Is it just, is it just that the cars are not your thing, or is it because they're 3D printed, or is it both? Actually, I think it's a, it's a holy trinity. Never got the Ken Block thing. Um, rest oh, in peace. Yeah. Uh, never understood quite why he was such a hero. <clears throat> um, don't like the cars. Nonsense. Don't like 3D printing. Boom, okay. boom. Def- definitely boom. not. So you definitely no. won't be buying one of them. Um, I believe the- Area 71 do it quite well, but why Why would you want one of those? Uh, we're back to kind of road cars, aren't we? They're a form, what are they, they're like dragstery? I don't know what they are, but they're not race cars, and for that I'm out. Well, they're, they're famous. They're famous cars, and so I think they're doing uh, without checking the website. I think they're doing four or five of his cars, which were all 
much modified from sort of standard. I think he started off with kind of pretty standard rally cars, didn't he? But then they got more and more extreme. Um, so I think if you, um, I think they're they're interesting cars. They've got obviously a big high profile. Probably not famous enough to make five thousand of them. But I think judging by the uh, the CAD images, I think it's CAD images that they're showing of the the complexity of the models that Area Seventy One are going to be offering. They look they are kind of you know plastic kit level detail in terms of engines and but you know they look good. And do they do you just buy a shell from them? Is it just shells and then you're left to your own devices to put something underneath it? I'm afraid I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I looked at the pretty pictures. I didn't. I didn't read any of the words. But the blind like, lead the blind on a podcast. Shot. Mm. Well, that's it. Well, maybe somebody from Media Seventy One can get in touch. No, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not after okay. I've not after you've done. Well, we yeah. famously, we famously, we think three D printing is a fad that's already over. It's dying. Honest, <laughs> it's last legs. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly. I, I would say uh, when we chatted before we started recording, <clears throat> because we actually try and do this professionally <laughs> or at least have a vague <laughs> idea of what we're going to talk about but then inevitably i go off on one um, to be fair to be fair i think we hide it well though i think it's totally covered i've i've been a fool there and highlighted it haven't i that we yeah yeah, off on yeah. you've, you've, look, you've looked you've looked behind the curtain yeah i did say that i think kenneth was um lauded by many for sort of not defining youtube but certainly having a big influence on how cars are shown on youtube and showed that content like what he put out i.e an idiot does donuts i'm uh, oversimplifying a lot awful lot um that there was a market for that and that you know i think he is credited with being good for motorsports uh and kind of stuff i'm trying to say good things but i'm struggling clearly it's just not your thing that's all right no it's not my thing at all i don't get it but that's fine i did watch a video once where i believe he put his 13 year old daughter in some mad device that pumped out insane um power outputs and just said there you go dear off you go down this runway and off she went until it broke so she had cojones that's probably not um quite <laughs> biologically correct uh, it's oh, obviously in the dna wouldn't it uh, do you know do you know how we haven't got a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> so you know no <laughs> anyway metaphorical correct uh, meta- cojones, me- not actually okay. yeah uh, right that's a bit Stop like an digging. imaginary let's move on <laughs> metaphor like an imaginary canadian um, the other thing, before we move too far on, uh, I think it's 3D printed. Again, you know, if you're looking for details and facts, other other slot car media is available. But uh, there was interesting on, uh, again, on Pendle, there was this tyre truer from a brand, I think, called Process, which was new to me, um, which looks relatively affordable. I mean, tyre truers can be... I haven't got one because they're very expensive. This one is about, well, it's less than an MR slot car shadow. So that's, suddenly that's cheap. Um, not about 65, 70 quid. Um, it looks so it's 3D printed, I guess, because I guess it looks like CAD images that they've used to, to, to show it. Um, but a relatively simple sort of setup. You put your CAD on it, you 
keep the you just put the car on and run that now that looks sensible to me because i don't like stripping my cars and doing all sorts of unnecessary things i know that's something you love doing we'll come on to that in a minute but um tire tours have you got a tire tour and do you think it's worth having um i have got a tire tour i do think it's worth having i don't think that thing is um worth having at all it look i mean you've got to use your own car as the um truing mechanism so it's the transmission it's the gears it's the motor that you put under a little bit of stress as you true your tires and for 60 odd quid do you get a power supply or is it just what looks like a piece of plastic with a hole for the slot and a place for some sandpaper um Okay, I don't know. I mean, it'll do the job, and like you point out, it is um, considerably cheaper than other things. I've got a tyre razor, and I find it pretty damned good. But as I said to you, I do keep nicking myself on some of the sharp metal edges. (laughs) So a a nicely 3D printed one would be... uh, Would have softer edges. Would have softer edges. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm just very quickly reading down the thing. I don't... to be fair, it doesn't say that it's 3D printed. I'm making that assumption. I can't imagine it's injection molded, though. So no, uh, I would be out on the simple grounds that you're using your car as the um, power why is as the motor, why is, as the spinny thing. Why is that such a problem? Well, um, I don't know, but it just seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you basically you're going to put your car under a bit of more load than it probably would normally have a little bit of wear and tear on it whereas if you've got a separate truer then it's doing it for you you're also relying upon the hubs that you've got being um pretty round in the first place and if they're not then um you're making life hard for yourself i don't know uh, i don't know i just thought no it's not for you. It's, it's the 3D industry. Let, uh, we don't know if it's 3D, but it looks like the 3D industry trying to make another 3D product for something that doesn't actually need to be 3D printed. Okay. All right. So not weak, not weak argument. I accept. Okay. I thought I'd given the anytime I've looked at other ones, which have been sort of metal and all that. So they were in the hundreds of pounds. So this looks yeah. much more affordable. So interesting. I believe, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I paid about 120 odd for mine second hand. Yeah. Wow. Second hand. Wow. wow. And it cuts me every now and then when I use it. It's a fiddly darned <laughs> thing as well, because you have to, each time you put an axle on, you have to kind of hook the rubber band around the drive shafty thing. And it's all a bit fiddly, which is my excuse for why I keep like going, ooh, Cut myself. Um, I so don't have to cut myself. I just nick myself, and it's annoying. So what you're so what you're saying is having a tire truer that you just leave the axle in the car and just put it on. It's so a... much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll never think yeah. of that, Scott. They'll never think of that. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, before we move off of preparation, I think it's probably a very good moment uh, because, again, before the show, you were flashing before my eyes bits of a car which i think you intend not just one of the cars you're preparing for your race at gaiden in a few weeks time um so i think the audience deserves an update on the the prep that's going on last week we heard about how you were buying up every spare al- aluminium hub that could be supplied what have you been doing this week can i just say 
I think I'm detecting a slightly mocking tone in your voice. In which case, I'll make it more obvious. What the... <laughs> <laughs> Look, whoever, well, keeps you off, whoever keeps you off the streets, I think that's... that's as I said to you, as we preamble or arrange to record this afternoon, I have spent the morning, some of the morning, not all of the morning... Um, <laughs> Be honest. Setting, Setting up, no, 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 I've done other stuff. Uh, He's been fixing, up all night. He's been up I was all fixing night. the guttering, if you must know. Oh, how dull is that? Um, that's why I moved very quickly to setting up another motorpod uh, gear sub assembly um, for in advance of the Polycar Grand Prix of Gaiden. I think I'm going to tackle it rather like um, what year was it Audi introduced the R8? and blew everyone away by changing an entire transmission at the back in about, I don't know, five minutes. And everyone's like, oh, radical. It was, two, I was going to say 1999. Okay, it was 2000. I think I was opposite when they were doing it in the in the grandstands. Car comes in, uh, and someone says, I think they're taking the, oh, they're taking the whole of the rear. And they, in the space of, I think it was about 10 minutes, they took the whole of the rear off and put a whole new one on. Uh, that's genius. Um, and I won't be allowed to do that, obviously, and I won't be able to work that quickly and yada, yada, yada. But I simply wanted another option um, tire-wise because I think I made it very clear last week. I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm taking it very seriously. And, I'm, you know, I got a podium yesterday, Scott. I'm on a roll. You know, well, you know, it's, I'll say yes. What uh, I gather the seriousness involves stripping this car down, which is not even your preferred race car. This is just the backup car, isn't it? Well, I can't, were... I've got to decide there because I did run briefly. I did a few laps on the 72 last night, having mm -hmm. done a similar thing as I did this morning, stripping it down, lubing, um, and just cleaning and getting all the fluff and crap that was in there. I I never understand how slot cars manage to vacuum up quite so much crud. Um, that's a, another uh, thing entirely. But I cleaned up the Lotus 72 and I found some issues with it. And so I fixed it up and ran it yesterday. And it was it it never has been particularly good. But I swear yesterday it, it was pretty nippy. Um, so I'm now on the horns for dilemma whether I We'll end up running that or the Ferrari. I will take both. Uh, if I'm allowed to sort of run them both before they have to go into scrutineering, then I'll make a decision on the day. I was also thinking, um, since I've never run on Polycar, potentially next week, descending on you. Oh. Um, obviously to say hello, but also to try my cars out on your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not there, it's not a problem. I'll let myself I'll, in through a window. I'll leave, I'll leave the key. Yeah. <laughs> I was well. Fortunately, I was just about to say, "Have you? Are you going to test it on Polycar track?" In which case, I'm going to suggest you come down and have a go. Well, I've got uh, to come that... and get my Renault out of the garage because I've got to get that into an auction. Um, and so I might, on the way, I'll have to sort of work out. Um, I'm not convinced that the Renault actually has a valid MOT at the moment. Um, but if I do, I'll let you know. Cool. I'll look forward to that. It means I have to tidy up. My God. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Jeez. No, no, I really do have to tidy up. Oh. <laughs> but the, the upside of tidying up is I probably find things that I've long since lost. I mean, it's one of, as I mentioned before, one of the joys of my uh, slot shed 
is I go in there and I pull out, you know, I look for something and I pull a crate out or a box out and I go, oh, look, for example, last week there was a polythene bag, navy blue, with Cosworth written on it. Uh, now, I used to work at Cosworth. That was in 1995, 96. So getting on for 30 years ago. Scott, Scott, and, Scott, Scott, mm, um, you haven't done this in a long time. Who did you work with at Cosworth? Oh, lots of, you can drop the name off. Who do you want me to mention? Who would, which, what kind of, who would you like me to mention? Um, Reniani. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> he'd long since retired by the time by that point. No, anyway, he's the a, point he's is... a sweet little fellow, Reniano. If you ever bump into him, he is quite is enthusiastic. I oh, yeah. I've bumped into him twice, ironically, in Goodwood things, and on both occasions, I've slightly been like, oh, "You're Reniano," and he's been just such a cheery little chap. Oh, that's lovely. I I was a fan of his when he was racing. I think it was that kind of the head forward like he was trying to just push the car that little bit faster <laughs> um so i was always a bit of a fan of his um anyway the point being this cosworth polythene bag which must be at least 28 years old in it was stuffed some old plastic uh, skeletrics controllers uh, to the tune of probably six or seven body shells for escort cosworths and sierra cosworths uh, a hay bale a piece of fencing uh, a barrel and a couple of other bits and pieces, and it was singular it was just, barrels, singular hay bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, obviously at some point at Cosworth, we used to get sent models uh, by way of payment for the licensing. Uh, so right. Skeletrics would deliver box loads of escort Cosworths, etc. Uh, and obviously, some of these found their way home with me. Um, Did they now? But for some reason, I I stripped them and sort of saw the bodies, engines, motors. I don't know what I thought I was doing. Um, and I really had kind of forgotten I did it. Anyway, so this bag is full of <laughs> uh, bodies. So I'm, I'm, the upside is I'm assuming at some point in the future, I'll find another box or bag, which will be full of motors and wheels and <laughs> things. So I'll be able to rebuild. You can marry them up. So, yeah. So, you know, that's it. Might be anyway, um, uh, hang on. I'm curious. Um, uh -huh. When you say you'd get it as payment, do you mean like a pallet's worth of a hundred cosies would appear? Or I just two or three? So, so instead of, I, I mean, I don't know what the numbers were, but or I can't remember, I should say. So, say they were, there was a fee, a license fee for them using, you know, making a model of the car uh, because they used Cosworth in the description. Instead of getting that as money, we would have product delivered, and then that product would be given out to people, you know, sort of people who mm. wrote in or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I used to, you know, part of my job way back then was sending people uh, slot cars as a thank you for writing in. Um, famously, in my Austin Rover days, I had on my desk 20 boxes of 6R4 models, 10 That's computer vision, and 10 yellow and blue Ternco ones. Which were from the dreadful TV series, which are you know terrible TV series, but the six R four featured in it. And at the time, I thought, uh, sorry, sorry, what TV series? There was a TV series made a drama which featured a a, a young chap who owned a garage going rally driving, and he went rally driving in a six R four. And what was and it called? Six R four. I'm going to forget now. It's a long time ago. It's early eighties. Um, okay. I'll find, it. and it's uh, the the car was liveried up for the filming in this fictitious right. oil company in blue and yellow, and Skeletrics made models of them. 
Um, so what did I do? I happily gave away all the yellow and blue Temco ones to anybody who <laughs> wrote in, <laughs> and I kept some of the computer vision ones. <gasps> and which ones are worth a bloody fortune? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the ones you gave away. Of course, of course. Other inve- you know, investment advice from Scott Brownlee, don't take it. Don't take There's it. another podcast there. We must start it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Investment Bef- advice. But before, well, before we go on this one, um, we've discovered a bit of a mystery. We think it's a case for Inspector Slotcar, don't we? I've forgotten what we're talking about. Not for the first time. <laughs> Old men talking about slot cars. There we go. It's 40 minutes in that we may forget what we were going to tell You found something which involved Pioneer cars, uh, and you sent me a link saying, look at these. You said I bet I didn't say. That, yeah, I was going to yeah, say. <laughs> you said a bit more than that. Um, anyway, the gist of it was, look at these. And when I followed said links, the cars had disappeared mm. uh, to be replaced by a, an enigmatic message that said that these models had been discontinued uh, discontinued or withdrawn or whatever which so, isn't what normally happens on sean's site when something is out of stock it goes out of stock notice mm-hmm. that the shadow dn4 has not gone out of stock oh just can't resist can he um now i sent you a link to a green general lee how annoying is that and i think it was a silver stang and these were dealer what were they called dealer only specials or something from pioneer and they were a hundred and twenty-five pounds each. I'll just let that settle because the in the blurb it said something about having an authentic dealer sticker on it, and I just thought ah, that means out there somewhere there are fake dealer stickers being put on Pioneer cars, and people are selling them for a hundred quid. I don't know. No, um, I just thought it curious. I wondered if they were not supposed to sell them. Well, like, I guess the uh, deal. I presume the dealer is not, it's not Ford dealers, it's Pioneer dealers. Hmm. Um, but it's the same at Christmas time with the, the two chargers, wasn't there? There was a sort of a green one and a red one, or a green and white and a red and white one. And then the dealers got a red and green one. Uh, and some of those popped up on the Bay of E. Uh, and they were about that sort of price. So I found a bit more. Um, so it's not it's uncommon. Just, it's not uncommon, but it's. I'm going to say I do. I think I've said it before. I do wish Pioneer would actually do something new rather than just relivery, repackage existing tat. It's not tat, but existing stuff. It's I think it's been a while since we've had a new model from them, and I'd like to see one. I'm not guaranteeing I'll buy it because Lord knows I don't buy it much. But I'd like to see them do some other American muscle, please. Not okay, well we don't. Santa yeah. Claus riding in a pink General Lee. That isn't right it's quite attractive though um yeah talking of which so uh that's the way to end up we're talking about so the mysteries of inspector slot car will be looking into where the pioneer authentic stickers went um (laughs) (laughs) but the um the run-up to gaiden which we're all very excited about it's you know slot car christmas in the middle of the summer um you mentioned the dn4 shadow uh, mm. And I saw someone saying they hadn't bought one yet, uh, but if they found one still for sale in uh, Gaiden, they would buy it. And you said something similar earlier when you were talking about that Thunderslot McLaren. You, said, you were talking about pre-ordering stuff that you definitely want, but this one mm. you're sort of you're letting fate intervene that you're going to you're going to arrive at Gaiden if one is magically available, you you might buy it. I'm going to leave it but, in the hands of the slot gods. 
the slot gods. Because mm. I'd also okay. like, I, I'm also thinking on my Gaiden shopping list mm-hmm. is maybe an SRC Capri. I'm blaming you for this, but I don't know quite why I've suddenly got to be in my bonnet about an SRC Capri. Um, is, it is it to go along with your SRC BMW? Possibly. I don't know. I meant to, I, I didn't mention this to you earlier, actually. Although I found, as I do, trolling YouTube, some great footage of Spa from 1970 or 71 or whatever. Nice. So, so there was the Capris, there was the BMWs. Camaros. No, no, there was also the big Merc AMG, the big orange thing. Ah, mm-hmm. And I thought, it must be golly. So you've got your SRC BMW, your SR3 Capri, both going to be lovely, really fast out-of-the-box models. And you've got your big Carrera uh, blunderbuss sort of thing, so that race is going to be easy to predict. It the, <laughs> the spa, the sort of seventies, eighties seems to be um, a happy hunting ground at the moment for the manufacturers, isn't it? A bit. There's well, quite a I, few I, coming out. I mean, Skelextric have done a couple of Camaros and a Challenger. Was that Levi well, thing from Spa? The Levi. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I one of the chaps I had with um, a former industry insider, we'll leave it at that. Um, said the rule of thumb is thirty years back from where you are is where the real market for stuff is. It's the sweet so spot. Interesting. So, so if we're in twenty twenty three, then nineteen ninety three. That just doesn't explain why seven days. No. <laughs> that doesn't explain it. It's all Scott. But they were saying that that's actually, but but it does explain why the Mansell Williams and the Senna Lotus and some of that stuff is coming back. But um, but yeah, so well maybe there's maybe there's sort of waves. Maybe there's a kind of uh, the nostalgia certainly for the seventies and eighties stuff for our generation, i.e., old people, uh, seems to be where it's at. And also the models that were around at the time were pretty ropey. I mean, good example is the the Williams and the Lotus. You know, when those well, those came out from Skeletrics in 1984, 85. Uh, I mean, they were not great models, but my God, I loved them. You know, that was as good as it was going to get. Did you? Now we can, oh, yeah, and I've still got them. Um, mm. And don't tell anybody, but if you put some cheap replacement tyres on the old Lotus, it's much faster than the new one. <laughs> but that's that's all tyres. And I, I race, I race, I drive slot cars, not tyres. Um, anyway. So that's, but yeah, there's a rule of thumb. That, so if that's true, we should see a glut of early 90s um, cars coming through. Coming so through. I'm trying to think when the Volvo estate car was running in the BTC CCC, because that oh, surely must be coming in. That must have been 90s. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I kind mm. of, it all merges into one with me. Sorry. It does, yeah. That's so why I rely on Facebook memory telling me what I did. <laughs> I don't do Facebook. <laughs> Probably just as well, to be honest. Mm. Anyway, anyway, shall, shall we wrap it up there? Let's, let's wrap it up. Put some string wrap on it, it put a bow on it, and send it. Send it out. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, and I guess it's always just. Uh... <laughs> what was that? Was uh, that you saying be, time to be. say goodbye? <laughs> it's time to say goodbye, Scott. <laughs> it was me trying to say something semi-professionally and got it all wrong. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. 
promise that we'll take our tablets sooner before the next one so we can remember what, what we're meant to be talking about. Um, and I'll hand you back to Pedro to say goodbye. Goodbye. See you soon.